All right, guys, welcome to episode nine of Rooting for Laundry. I'm your host, Johnny McDonald. Um, you can follow us, um, Root for Laundry, on IG and Twitter at Root for Laundry. Um, it'll show up on the ticker. Where is the ticker? Um, there it is. Uh, follow us at IG and Twitter at Root for Laundry. Um, thank you for coming on. This is um, episode nine. So um, thank you for listening. Um, you can find the channel on YouTube or you can find it on the Root for Laundry Facebook page. And uh, we're on Twitter as well. So um, thanks again. Um, I know these are tough times in the world, and I know there's a lot of problems and with social injustice and and stuff. But um, hopefully, you could um, this could be a distraction. At the same time, focus on the task at hand. And once again, I thank you. Today, we're going to cover the L.A. Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, one of the most prestigious, if not the prestigious, most prestigious franchise in all sports. Um, played in Los Angeles for the last 60 years. Um, iconic players, championships, second second all-time in championships with 16, one away from the Boston Celtics with 17. And joining us today were some diehard Laker fans. And my first guest is a um, good guy, funny comedian, performs all over the country, and he's He's on the SUP podcast, uh, Sneakerhead podcast. If you enjoy those expensive sneakers or cheap sneakers, give it up for Lawrence DeLoach. Hey, what's Lawrence, going on? What's up, man? What's up, Johnny? Thank you for having me, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for being had. Um, we appreciate you. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and our other guest today, um, hip-hop artist. Um, all his music is on all major streaming platforms. You can find him. Find him on there, and you, you can also listen to him on the Don't Try This at Home Wrestling Podcast. Give it up for Heartbreak Julio. Yes, yes, Julio, yes, how you doing, my brother? Building. Well, we in the I'm building sure. for sure, yes, man. Oh, uh, man, thanks you for joining for us, man. I appreciate you. Good, Don't try this at home radio, man. Don't try this at home radio. Funny, it's like uh, wrestling. It's like listening – if you ever listen to it, it's like talking wrestling in a barbershop. Yeah, right? it's same like vibe. block talk. It's just the same yep. barbershop talk. Um, we chop it up about wrestling like as if anything you chop it up with anything in the culture. It's just good time, shit talking. We may drink some honey in there, might smoke some butt in there. You know what I mean? It's just it's a vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's cool yeah. though, yeah. You know how I go. Word. And Lawrence, your package, the sub cop, uh, sub podcast is sneaker. Yes, yeah, so like I said, I'm, I had this discussion with you. I'm, I'm Stephen Barry, $20 strawberries all the way. You know nah, what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't. Those, those, those are classics, man. They sold out all over the country, man. Marbury put out a, a great sneaker, bro. <laughs> I wouldn't say the quality, it, it I, I think the, the price, not the quality, because they, mm -hmm. I ran through maybe, uh, one pair every four weeks, so I, wow. I, I, I really, I really got what I paid for. So no, we, yeah, that was, uh, you know, it was a difference. You know, you had the Jordans that were two hundred dollars versus these twenty dollar Marburys, but it was, it was price affordable and it was great, man. Yeah, and then I think Al Harrington tried to do the same thing. I forgot the name. Do you remember Al Harrington put out sneakers in Kmart? I think. Nah, I don't remember that. That's hilarious, man. There were a little <laughs> bit more. 
and out of all guys, Al Harrington. <laughs> no disrespect to Al, but like oh, that's you know, hilarious, man. You gotta come. You gotta come down. You gotta come down to those strawberry prices. Yes, somebody sir. Somebody was be interested. <laughs> but um, let's get to it. The reason why we're here. You both are big diehard Laker fans, and mm-hmm. um, Lawrence, I'll start with you. What what got you in there? Uh, in the in the mid nineties, around ninety four ish. You know, you you I grew up in Brooklyn. You was either a Knicks fan or you were a Michael Jordan fan at the, you know at that time. And I used to collect basketball cards all the time. And um, my mom got me the Beckett's uh, Price Guide booklet that you would get every month. And it had the team uh, address, you know, in the back of the book, like different team uh, locations. And I would send letters to players. I would ask them for autographed cards. I sent out like 40, 50 letters. The only one that replied was Nick Van Exel. So uh, wow, real, real one quick. Of nobody, nobody, yep. <laughs> nobody else but Nick the Quick, man. Yeah. So you got stuck from there. Yeah, makes sense, I, man. I still have that, back. I still have that basketball card. We talking um, over twenty five years, bro. I still have that basketball wow. card. Wow, that's dope, man. So yeah, Nick the Quick made you a fan, man. That's dope. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, I'll get to you, Jules. How, how did you become a Laker fan? So it's kind of exactly like what Lauren said. Like I was in Queens, so especially around that time, you either a Jordan fan or you with the Knicks. So I was a Jordan fan. It felt weird rooting for the Knicks when he retired. So I was like, like damn, I can't root for the Knicks. I can't mess with Xavier Daniels and them. <laughs> Even though you know, start to lift the city up with that dunk, I just I'm like, just didn't feel right. So gotcha. I was like. I always thought back of teams that I liked, and it was because of my cousins. They used to have all the Bulls versus Blazers, Lakers versus Celtics game. Everybody would be quick to take Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. So I got into the Lakers because right. I like the, the color. The yellow jersey stood out to me, and I like uh-huh. playing with Magic. So from there, I anything obsessive. So then to classic sports, I was doing all like the research on the Lakers and just teams. Then Jordan came back, so I was kind of like stuck. Like, damn, Jordan back, but then Magic back. So it was already, it was just, it was like, yo, I'm just riding with the Lakers. And then after that, I love like Nick Van Exel and Cedric Sabalos, Eddie Jones, Roddy Devon. I just thought Nick was cool because he had the cuts in his eyebrow. Yeah. So, <laughs> Funny you mentioned those, like, yeah, those. You mentioned those EA Sports games. I remember like every player had like a signature move, like Jordan. I see why people pick Jordan because he had the up and under move. Like you've never seen that yeah. before in a video mm-hmm. game. Yeah, you yeah. like uh or like Magic had the had the no look into the layup joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, yeah, yeah, all all the yeah, every every player had a signature move. And what when, when Bulls versus Lakers, I think one of the hardest moves on there, if you ever picked the Warriors, Tim Hardaway had the that. The U-step, two-step. And I remember being so frustrated because I couldn't yeah. do it. You had to, mm-hmm. you had to do it. Remember the get the speed of the game was very slow, mm-hmm. so it was it was kind of you play it now. You're like, oh yeah. my god, this mm-hmm. game is. You know what I'm saying? So when, I think when you had the Tim Hardaway, you had to pr- go up the 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 foul line, mm-hmm. and then he'll come down, do the step, and and some funky layup. But I remember, yeah, I remember being frustrated mm-hmm. playing playing that game. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's with a lot of a lot of fun times, man, with those games. So y'all got it right in '94, like '95. So like that's Del Harris's first year. Um, they're coming off the year before they 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 missed the playoffs for the first time since like 1976. So that's insane. Mm-hmm. So like you said, you got Eddie Jones, Cedric Sabalos, 
um, Nick the Quick, and um, and they have their first Eldon Campbell, and they have a winning year of 38-44, and they um, go to the second. They beat Seattle in the in four games. That's when the game was best of five. In the second round, they lose to San Antonio in six. So the following year, um, same team, but a big announcement January 30th, 96, Magic Johnson comes back, and he's a little bit bigger, fat Magic. <laughs> um, talk to um, Lawrence. I saw with you first about uh, were you excited when Magic came back? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was really excited because obviously, like growing up, uh, I was, I was, I was young enough that I didn't see point guard Magic in the '80s. You know, I didn't really start watching the NBA until you know the early '90s. So, um, you know, my, my only time really seeing Magic was the 91 finals against the Bulls. And then obviously seeing him in the All-Star game in 92, but he was a retired oh, yeah. player and uh, the Dream, Dream team. team. So, oh. you know, so you don't, you never, you didn't see Magic. Now, obviously, you know, he's not point guard Magic. He's heavier, but it was still just, it was insane to see, especially the fact that Mike Jordan had came back the year before from his retirement. Magic came back, so you're like you're you're kind of like wow, this is kind of like the old days, but it's not. It's a new era. So yeah, a lot of people forget that because it was like, you know it was just like half a season, but it was a, it was it was fun to watch. Uh, Julio, tell, uh, do you remember any memories when Magic came back? How how did you feel? Yeah, I remember it being like a big thing, man. It was it was really dope to see, especially because like my sister has HIV. God bless the dead, Tasha. So I seen her struggles with it. I seen her be like inspirational with that. So to see Magic do that for the community was dope. And um, it's just magic. Like it was like, it was like, cause I always, like I said, I watched it on classic sports. I never got to see it live. So I was like, oh shit, I'm about to see Magic live. Like 30 mm -hmm. games. I remember it was on TNT, the Golden mm -hmm. State game. It was just like big, it was big time television. You know what I'm saying? It was right mm -hmm. on time. I wanted to see how he matched up with Michael. You know what I mean? Like it was it was just a good time, man. Even though it wasn't like, yeah, he was fat, man, but he, <laughs> he really did, man. Yep, they put him at five power forward. I always thought like in the early 90s watching Magic, it was like it was unfair because he was a six nine point guard mm -hmm. and he was the only one. Like an average size point guard was in between maybe six feet and six four. Mm -hmm. And here comes big ass magic <laughs> just towering over whoever. Well, it was a matchup nightmare for any team because you had to put somebody, you couldn't put a point guard on him. He was too tall. So you had to switch it up. You had to like put on, it was just different because magic comes at you. He can play any position. So he comes at you yeah. in so many different ways. And that's what made magic so great. And so like deceit, deceiving, you know what I'm saying? For a big mm -hmm. guy to move that quick. And even though he could dunk, he most of the time, he, he, I think he just laid it up to just, mm -hmm. just to, you know, just as like, all right, I can't, you know, I'm a point guard, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to dunk on, on anybody. And, and Magic's like the importance of Magic, like um, Julio said about, you know, him um, contacting HIV, which is like, you know, at the time he was to me or probably to you guys, the first athlete you think of when, you know, when it first happens, it's such, it's so new to us. And he made, he made everybody like Julio said, he made the community aware what, you know, how HIV and it like um, affects people. And, 
And if you take care of yourself, you can overcome it. And like, just just make people uh, made it made it known that this is serious. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, like I, you know, you had like Arthur Ashe and Greg Lugain. It's like those guys had, you know, they they got HIV, and it was almost like you just saw them like shrivel away in a sense. You know, it was like looked at as a death sentence. And even and even for Magic, you know, there was the 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 drawback of certain players didn't even want to like didn't want to play with him. You know, I remember? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, guys like Carl Malone. You know, he looked yeah, at his Carl. Team. Yeah, yeah. Barkley. <laughs> Barkley. Barkley was very vocal about it too, and I kind of understand, but but we don't know what it is. That I think it's it's so new to everybody. Mm -hmm. So I guess it, you know if you educate yourself, then like you know now you know he ended up did playing an all star game and in the dream team. So everybody was like, now it's like okay, mm -hmm. we're good. You know what I'm saying? But so, it, yeah, it was. I mean, it, it was interesting to me because obviously, I, and, and for people that saw the the old magic play and then the the young mad i mean the older magic playing with the young lakers team it was just a different yeah. era and he i mean obviously yeah. you know he, he there was points where he struggled because i mean yeah. you know he got into uh you know he bumped the referee i mean that's not the magic that yeah. we <laughs> but i mean i think magic was just kind of like in it he was kind of like lost in the world remember he coached the lakers yeah a yeah. yeah, so you know it's yeah. it's almost like the Jordan on the Wizards, you know. I mean, even yeah. though yeah. <laughs> we never yep. really talk about that part of magic, like the you know, this is like the the post showtime. Obviously, oh, yeah. you know, like no expectations on that team, but you know, it was great to see it though for Magic. Yeah, well, he ends up um, helping them and leading them to the um, to the playoffs. They have a fifty three twenty nine record. They losing uh, to Houston in five. I so, hate that series. Hated yeah. that series. <laughs> Hated that series. Yeah. So, I think this is the big turnaround for you guys. Um, the offseason '96 man, '96 NBA draft clearly one of the deepest drafts of all time. Mm -hmm. If you remember, it was like Iverson, Camby, Abdul Rahim, Marbury, Ray Allen, Antoine mm -hmm. Walker. Pasia, mm -hmm. Steve Nash, Nash yeah. Jermaine O'Neal, Zydrunas Ilgowski. It's one of the deepest drafts. Yeah. yeah. Charlotte Hornets had the number 13th pick. And Jerry West offers, uh, makes the biggest trade that basically changes the face of the franchise, possibly yeah. forever, in trading for Kobe Bryant. And it's an interesting story before, like, because um, – Charlotte, Kobe wasn't on Charlotte's radar. First, let me um, ask you, uh, Julio, were you, uh, did, do you ever re remember uh, hearing or about Kobe before that uh, draft coming up? When I was a little younger, so I wasn't really tapped in, but I did remember, like, like when he first came out, that they started showing his highlights of him and Lowell Marion and stuff like that. And then my boys, because I had my boy who was really into, like, even at a young age, knew about high school plays and shit like that. So he would tell me, like, yo, Kobe back. To be like, was I tapped in? I wasn't really tapped in until he first came in the league. But when I do my research and then I get to, you know, know him as the player and become my favorite player, I realize I, you hear all these legendary stories. I'm just – I was watching all the Smoke podcasts and I look. You're still hearing, like, fresh legendary – I didn't even know he was in doing a camp with Kevin Hart and shit like that. It's like – 
that that jelly bean that was really legendary man. yep <laughs> yeah what about you lawrence did you hear anything about kobe like before that you i mean i i heard that the kid was uh he was talented but um you know in that in 96 you got to realize there weren't many high school players to make the jump to the nba so uh you look and especially a guard it was more like you know it was a big man like the year before we had he was actually the first guard to get drafted out of high school there you go you had like you know you had kevin guard i mean kevin garnett you know what i mean and uh it was you know moses. Other, moses you know and a lot of those times they were bigs and there was hardship cases but kobe he had the the talent and you knew it but i mean obviously there were players uh, like, you know, like Ray Allen, who was a super established at UConn, AI, who at Georgetown was the man. You know, you had all these guards who, even Kerry Kittles, who, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. ahead of him and, and Villanova. Um, but, you know, obviously Kobe and, and, and even what's so crazy is Kobe dictated him and his agent at the time, Aaron Tellum, they were like, yo, we want to play for L.A., and, you know, a lot of us know the story of the John Calipari. Like, Calipari had the, the pick with the Nets. He was picking, I believe, ninth. And he was like, mm-hmm. we want to take – we want Kobe. But they mm-hmm. weren't like – it was to the point where, you know, everyone's like, well, will he play for – he won't play for the Nets. So they took Kittles. So you knew it was special. But yeah. you didn't know, obviously. You didn't want to be the team that risked, like, that high school guy in such a deep draft and probably – I think between 96, um, LeBron's class in 03, and the class with uh, Jordan and Barkley. 84, yeah. 84, like those are the top three, like greatest yeah. greatest drafts of yeah. all time. So mm-hmm. I think in that, because it's so deep, you didn't want to take a risk taking a high school kid that you wouldn't know, like would be, you know, you don't, you don't know what you're going to get with him. Well, I think, so, they, yeah, and I think he he uh, he dictated where he was going to go, which was kind of unheard of for a kid that never even stepped yeah, into college. And that's what kind of bothered me. I was like, who? Well, okay, you're, mm-hmm. you're all right. I get it, but you, who are you? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, like, you know, I, I've heard about you. I remember reading the article in the paper about Kobe, but I just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? A lot of, you know, there's, we don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not too many high school. Like I said, it was Malone before that, Garnett. I mean, uh, that was probably his rookie season. I mean, he was solid, but we didn't know how good he was going to be. And um, funny, funny thing is, um, I remember like Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp, I know his story's weird because I remember he was um, like he, he was. You know the Sean Kemp story? Well, he was at Kentucky, and then he had to, he's supposed to go to Kentucky, and then he transferred to a JUCO because of. Some some uh, stolen lab some shit I believe. Right? Yeah, yeah, something, yeah, something crazy. Yeah, and then um and then but he never plays. He never played in those those um schools. So mm-hmm. he ended up, but he gets drafted anyway. Mm-hmm. So it it's it's it, it's kind of funny because it's like you know people like like it's a loophole with him. It's like so Sean Kemp's like the greatest community college player of all time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we did like, but he's like, you know, so it's a loophole with him if you want to consider him being a high school, straight out of high school or not, but <laughs> it's a pretty funny stories. So um, yeah, Kobe gets drafted. Yeah, Kobe gets drafted. They pulled the trade. Jerry West was influenced. Like they got, they got him there. 
Mm-hmm. And Divac was threatening to like, he's like, I'm going to retire. The, I think the trade was held up because Divac was threatening to retire. Yeah, he didn't want to go there. And then after a while, he just came. He was like, all right, I'm good. Well, and know, then, just check. yeah, another big Laker that also gets drafted in that class is uh, Derek Fisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, well, low key is a, you know, a fixture with the Lakers all these years. So, yeah. you know, that's another, at 24. So yeah. then, then it sets up for the Shaq signing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Seven, we got we to yeah. show some respect to my man, Travis Knight, who got drafted in the first round. With this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did skip about it. I, I, I was Knight, trying man. to piece the timeline. You're right. You're right. My shout bad. Shout out to Travis Knight. Respect. Shout out to Travis Knight, man. Travis Knight, Come man. <laughs> so um, the, that's the setup to sign Shaq. Mm-hmm. And Shaq yeah. comes in seven years. Um, I rem- talk about when um, when you heard about the Shaq uh, deal, Lawrence. Uh, Shaq deal is interesting because that was uh, that was during the Olympics. Uh, it was '96 Olympics, and you know him and Penny were on the same team. But Orlando, though, I mean, there was so much infighting. I think with them, and in terms of Orlando, the the newspaper and the media kind of turned on Shaq a little bit. To, to I remember where it drove him to LA. And I, I was <laughs> I kind of I was obviously I was happy to get Shaq because he was, you know, to me the best the maybe the second best center in the league at that time, in my opinion, behind Akeem. But uh-huh. you know, I just I just remember him being so dominant in Orlando that I was like, Yeah, we're gonna eventually win a championship with him. Yeah, that's a yeah. Jules, you remember? Um, yeah, I remember because I remember even like when the Bulls washed them, you could just tell like, and it's like when you go to like later on, like with LeBron when he was like, you could just get a certain feel when somebody's done, like you know, they about saying? to jump like, ship, yeah, yeah. So I was excited because we have a long legendary list of centers, so I'm like, I this is like, <laughs> I this yep. feel good, this feel mm-hmm. like some normalcy, um. He was big. That's when Shaq was starting to get into the movies and shit. It just felt right. Like, yo. Shaq was definitely a one So I was excited. I thought it was like, it was interesting. Yeah, and and the opportunities he had in L.A. Because Shaq Shaq was a brand, basically. Mm -hmm. And what I respect about Shaq, he did everything. He did the opposite of everybody, like, as far as endorsements and stuff. Like, Jordan... Mostly big NBA players with McDonald's. Mm-hmm. He went with like Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Jordan was Gatorade. Yeah. Shaq was Poway. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan was Nike. Shaq was Reebok. So he was really trying to like, just like, all right, let me get these other. Or or the companies were like, all right, no, we're going to offer you this. Nike will offer you that, but we're going to offer you this. So Shaq, as a business, from a business standpoint, took advantage of everything he had to walk from when even when he was a, another rookie, like when he came in, just was like, you know, just took you, you saw the greatness from day one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. uh, Jack, I, re- yep. it, I remember seeing it, it was visually aesthetic, like just see him having the 34, it just felt like a new legacy, like 32, 33, 34. Like, yeah, yeah, magic had brain. 32, yeah, yeah, he had to, he had to re up, he had to get 34, yeah, exactly, yeah. But but he comes so in. It just worked out so dope. Yeah. So he comes in. Season starts. Eight games in. They trade Sabalos. 
back to Phoenix for Robert Ori. So big, you know, big shot Rob is a big deal because he's he's yeah. a he's a he shows up in championship games. Well, it and, was um, it was funny though. I remember Ori. They traded Ori from Phoenix because he threw. A towel at his head coach, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. right? Draped it right over it perfectly yeah, yeah, yeah. over his head. <laughs> it wasn't all I remember, it just plopped draped like, 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 like a clan, <laughs> like, yeah. like a clan sheet. It just draped him, and he was like, Yeah, you, you gotta go. <laughs> I bet that was, was fun- crazy for that. Yeah, yeah that was hilarious, man. So, we, um, you know, so you get so stuff like that. I mean, those are setting it up, but you know, it, it, it was. It, we were they were a young team. They were still fun, man. Just at yeah, they were. Um, Kobe, like All Star Weekend '97, Kobe wins his first uh, award in the league. He wins the slam dunk contest. Yeah. <laughs> so that you remember watching that slam dunk contest? Yeah, definitely. I was yeah. hyped for Kobe. I was I was hyped for Kobe. I felt like him winning it was like, yeah, this is we got somebody. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it just feel like. That slam dunk, especially back then, it really meant something. Like, it really was something like once you won that, that propelled you. You were able to get your name on a different kind of radar. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, I felt like that was his first real breakout moment, you know? Yeah. And wasn't he dating Brandy at the time or he went to Brandy's high school prom yeah, or something like that? Yeah, something like that. He was on Moesha. He was on Moesha. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was big there. Yep. Kobe, yeah, Kobe yeah. Uh-huh. making those Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> That's when life, should, that was when Brandy had the Cinderella era. That was fire. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah. true. Now, Kobe's first like season, I mean, it was it was I guess it was good enough. He averaged seven points a game, ended up like all second all rookie team, but it didn't really like, okay, you know, I think his minutes weren't they were okay, but it wasn't that good. But they end up uh they end up being 56 and 26. They beat Portland first rounds. Uh, in four games, three games of one, still best of five, and they lose to Utah in five that year. Um, move on to the following year. It was a good – I remember one thing that sticks out to me is the All-Star game at the Garden. It's the All-Star game at the Garden uh, where four Lakers make the team. Shaq, Kobe. Kobe gets voted in, even though personally I was like, okay. I'm not trying to say I'm a, I was a Kobe hater at the time, but I was like – I, I get why, you know, popular vote, I guess. He was still good, but he wasn't, you know, the Kobe we all know and love. So Shaq, Kobe, Nick, and uh, Eddie Jones. Mm-hmm. So four Lakers on the All-Star game. Yeah. Kobe's the youngest player to make the All-Star team. Do you remember watching that game and being excited, not only to have Kobe Hell yeah. in the center of uh, attention, but like – um, It was Jordan's last game. Mm-hmm. And at Madison Square Garden, everybody loves to play there. <laughs> exactly it had all the fields you feel what i'm saying it was dope because it was to see my guys it was like four of us there um i remember it i remember it because it was like it was just such a moment because it was like a lot of like the last dance talked about it it was yeah and that's what i was gonna get to i mean because like, yep. damn this could be michael's mm-hmm. it could be michael's last time and that energy was permeating through the building even when i could see it from the television you feel and then for kobe to give him that was just another breakout moment. So it was like Kobe had these like little, like milestone moments that just kind of like set him apart to be like the the you know those great moments of like the slam dunk contest, then the matchup with Jordan. Just to see him giving Jordan the business and going shot for shot with Jordan, just energy wise, it was it was just like another 
putting himself on the map kind of moment, you know? Yeah, um, Lawrence, yeah, watching The Last Dance, I know we both, we all watched it. I mean, talk about this, the, the scene of when they covered the All-Star game at the Garden. I mean, I, I just remember, I, I remember, uh, the, like you said, the Garden, the, the All-Star game was at Madison Square Garden. I remember playing in a basketball tournament. It was called Hoop It Up. Uh, they, oh, had I remember. It at, they had it at <laughs> the, the three Jacob, on three. Yeah, three on three. They had it at the uh, Jacob Javis Center. Uh, that yeah, I, I remember going to the jam. I went to the jam session. They had the, I think the rookie practice there too. I remember they, they had jam session that weekend. So, you know, we were, we, me and my friends, we were in, you know, some, we were there for the festivities that weekend. And I just remember as a Laker fan and, and I was just so hyped because it was kind of like Kobe didn't even start for his own team, but he's an all-star starter. Yeah. <laughs> And um and yeah, it was uh it was he's was eighteen he was like eighteen nineteen in the starting yeah, the yeah youngest youngest player to there you go I mean so yeah it definitely it was it, it was it was very exciting to to say yeah. the least yeah definitely so um yeah that whole season looked at one sixty one games sixty one twenty one go all the way to the Western Conference Finals lose lose to Utah which you know they end up losing to the Bulls. And the rest is that. I think now. Um, I was gonna, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say, man. I think that Utah series, man. It was a. Uh, it was really. It was really heartbreaking to me, and it was kind of upsetting because, uh, the fact that we we played Utah the year before in '97, and we lost in five games, and you know, and then game five that was the Kobe four air balls in a row, uh, yeah. four air balls, and um, and I remember '98, you know, uh. I said, man, it's going to be a Bulls-Lakers finals this year, man. We lost last year to Utah. We coming yeah. back stronger. And those first two games in Utah, they beat the shit out of us, yo. Like, <laughs> like it was like, yo, it was no answer for the pick and roll. It was the role yeah, plays. No. Utah stepped up. And we just looked, you know, and it was like Shaq had a, a trend of just getting swept, you know, in playoffs. Yeah. There. Like, at the up until yeah. that point, like, <laughs> Chicago, yeah. Houston, you know, Indiana yeah. the year before. So it was like, fuck, like Shaq, like, come on, you're supposed to be. Break <laughs> through that, brother. Yeah, I know. Break through that. Break through it. So I think, I think very humbling. Yeah, it might be the lack of experience. Because at the end of the day, they were still a young team. So you know they had time. The window was still wide open for them at the end of the day. You know oh, what I'm saying? It did, but at, but at the time it, it it did it was true. But at the time you ain't feel like that. Like at least speaking. Yeah, yeah. You were mad at a fan. You're like, nah. It was like, <laughs> nah. We need that now. We can do it now. As a Knicks fan, the window was closed all the time. <laughs> but see, that's how <laughs> it, when you got a team that's in the playoffs and and you like and you know your team got dog in it, you can feel like, all right, damn. Like just what he said perfectly. Like, yo. We went through it last year. This year we're going to do it. Bulls versus Lakers. You start feeling that because <laughs> it's like, yo, I feel like it. And that's how I felt like not to skip over, but I felt about it could have, it should have been Lakers versus Knicks when um the Knicks went to the finals. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> so uh -huh. it, in just the sweeps and the sweeps. And like one thing though, I said those sweeps and those big losses humble Shaq and push Shaq. Cause everybody talks about what it did for Kobe, but historically, what those losses did for Shaq mm -hmm. put him oh, yeah. in monster mode and mm -hmm. was able for him to take it to the next level. He had to get those losses, heartbreak to um Utah, San Antonio, and then Phil, monster time. Let's get shit rocking. Yep. And <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Following year. Um, um, yeah, 99 starts. Um, Shaq, um, this, this is an interesting thing. I mean, Kobe, like they still had Eddie Jones. Were you guys, were you like team Eddie or team Kobe as well? Like, like Eddie Jones started, Kobe was still coming off the bench. But um, I like Eddie Jones a lot. I just felt, not saying he was better. He might have been better because of the more seasoning. But I, I did like Eddie Jones. Um, do, when when they traded Eddie for um, Glenn Rice after 20 games, were you like, would you rather see Kobe move on? Or did you know the potential like of Kobe um, was like, all right, now nah, Kobe's, Kobe's going to be better. Just wait and see I'll, I'll let Julio go. What are you going to say, bro? Oh, okay. I was going to let you go. So, Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Lawrence. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, nah, I was, you know, it, um, the Eddie, the Eddie uh, for Glenn Rice trade, it, uh, it was, it almost, uh, it hurt because, you, you know, Nick at that, Nick Van Exel was going at that point. They traded him to Denver. Uh, Eddie was like that other piece, that pre Kobe and Shaq piece that was like mm. there. But at the same time, like when the league and, and we're talking 1999, you know, we didn't you didn't play two slashes together. It was, you know, it was just small forward, you know, and then and then I think they made the trade to kind of because Shaq, the way Shaq played, you would double, triple team with him. And it's like, all right, if he's getting triple team, we got to find someone that can shoot the shit out of the ball. Sure. And, and yeah. Right uh-huh. That so guy. Shaq could kick it out. Like in Orlando, he had all those three points. Like he had Dennis Scott and Nick Anderson, yeah. the guys who could hit the yeah. three. Mm-hmm. So he had he probably needed somebody else to kick it out to. Mm-hmm. If this was 2020, Kobe and, and Eddie Jones are, are automatic starts. And, and you know what I mean? Like they'll figure <laughs> yes. out we play positionless basketball now. So it's kind of yeah. like, you know, but back in the days you had your, your role assigned and, and mm-hmm. unfortunately Eddie was older and, and you could see that Kobe had just something that Eddie didn't have. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you what it is, is what the kids call clout. Yeah. He truly did, man. Kobe, like, and, and the thing was, Eddie versus Kobe was something we didn't, Nobody truly liked, you know what I'm saying? Because we mm-hmm. fuck with Eddie Jones, especially like us. We we, we started with Eddie. Damn near mm-hmm. started with Eddie as the fan. So it was like, but you knew that Eddie leave. Like, it wasn't like we we're gonna be fine because we have Kobe Bryant, we have Shaq. You know, mm-hmm. it sucked that they had to be pitted against each other. Now to see where the league is at, they could have been. This wouldn't even be a question. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> yep. So. I- what can you do? But you know, shout out to shout out to Eddie Jones, man. Legend, <laughs> legend. Eddie, Eddie had a great career. I think he had a solid career, man. Yeah, After like he went to All Star Games, Charlotte, Miami. Mm-hmm. And I think he had a, he got a ring with Dallas, if I want to say. Oh, he, nah, got a ring, he, so, right? he, he didn't get a ring. No, he missed. What he's, happened, he's ringless. What happened was he played with Miami in two thousand four, two thousand five. That's when, and then he the missed it. He missed year, it. Damn it. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so uh, Eddie, Eddie is ringless. Ah, sorry, Eddie. <laughs> sorry, Eddie. Oh, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the trade, I mean, when they trade for Glenn Rice, it made sense because I like Glenn. I was a big Glenn Rice guy, too. Me, too. Mm-hmm. I like He's Glenn like Rice. Tall too. guy, tall yeah. guy, could shoot the three. Mm-hmm. And he was very, wherever he went, you know, before Charlotte and Miami, he was saying he was a very good player. So, like, that yeah. that was a perfect fit, I think, at the time for um, it, it, it was. You know, you know what? I'm gonna say this. It was it was a better, it was a good fit. It wasn't a perfect fit because 
Glenn Rice had to give up a lot of his game to come to LA, if that makes sense. And, and Glenn yeah. was forward. He was the number one option in Miami. He was the number one scorer in Charlotte. And then getting to LA, it's like, oh, you're, you're third now. You're the third guy on the, yeah. on, the on the totem pole. And I think, uh, I mean, what he only lasted a couple seasons with us, but I mean, you know, yeah, he was solid. At least um, when he when he was a Nick, he had, they ended up putting him in center sometimes. It was just a mess. <laughs> When Glenn Rice came, that trade made no sense with the UN. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Um, so that that 89 season, Dell Harris gets fired, replaced by Kurt Rambis. They get swept in the second round by the Spurs, and that's their last game at the at the Great Western Forum in Englewood. So, yep, that was it. Um, but then that, it gets that hurt. huh? That you know, hurt. The Spurs. I really yeah. get pissed. Hate, is, is that the number one team you probably hate as Laker fans? Is like that's your biggest like rival? Maybe? It's a few of them. It's a few of them. Honestly, yeah. I don't like the Spurs. I don't, I don't like no team that swept us in the history of <laughs> Utah. <anything>. Yeah, Utah, <laughs> Spurs, Rockets swept us a couple times. Yeah, I don't like the Sixers because they swept us. I don't like no team that swept. I don't like no team that swept us or yeah. gentlemen sweep. I don't like wow. <laughs> So um, yeah, all right. Ninety nine, mid uh, off season. Phil Jackson, the Zen master himself, comes in big time. Now I'm gonna step back a year before and um, focus on the last dance for a second. Do you think if Phil Jackson doesn't leave and he stays on in ninety nine, and remember ninety nine is a strike shortened season, do you think the Bulls? possibly win another championship yes because if phil stays i believe jordan stays pippen stays rodman more likely stays you know what i'm saying so i think they could have did it in the short season for sure i think yeah. the short season would have helped them i said the same thing team. 50 games 50 games jordan was like 50 more games yep i could we could do this <laughs> short season short, short season would have helped them being older um, mm -hmm. even though they were getting close and it was it, like it would have been rough, but I think they would have pushed through and been, yeah, because I um, good no, no, more likely they would have played the Spurs. I remember having this conversation, somebody said like the Spurs probably would have overcame the Bulls that year and it would have really showed you know age or whatever. And then you know, the Knicks obviously wouldn't have got that eighth seed if the Bulls were there, so. You know, but what about you, Lawrence? You think if the Bulls stayed intact that '99 season, they win? Um, I think they would have to do a lot of uh, retooling on on the team because uh, I, I remember at that point, man. I, honestly, Rodman ain't have nothing left in the tank, man. You know, like that, <laughs> that second. I mean, it was he wasn't even starting at that point, man. They pretty much had Ku coach, you know, and I think Ku coach yeah. would have got destroyed. Um, uh, by Duncan, by, by Duncan, if they if they, they, they have to, it was mm. Bulls Spurs. It's no, it's it's interesting because a lot of people are like not nah, maybe that would have been the Spurs might have been too much. And Duncan Robinson was still you know good and oh, Robinson, yeah, they had Sean Elliott yeah. was still yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, Sean Elliott was great, man. Yeah, so, I think you know yeah. it, played, it played out the way it should have. You know, not should have. I mean, obviously you want to see Chicago defended, but yeah, I mean, this is definitely a hypothetical. We don't know. You yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah, Jordan might step on the court, get injured. Like a lot of things could happen. That mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. So, it. But I think if if everything all was perfect, I think they would have probably had one more. Yeah, I think they could have pulled it off and yeah, probably won four. 
Yeah. But Phil takes that year off and then 98-99 comes late, takes the Lakers job. Great. They got it. Um, they add in Ron Harper, Brian Shaw, John Sally, AC Green. And then they moved. Yep. Yep. They moved to the staples. They moved to the Staples Center, so they got to share it with the Clippers. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's it's, it's uh yeah, pretty dope. So um that year they go 60, 67 wins. <laughs> Seven and fifteen that year. Yep, yep. Shaq with MVP, his first regular season MVP. Um playoffs, they beat Sacramento in five, beat Phoenix in five. Western Conference Finals, legendary seven series against Portland. You know what I'm saying? Talk about that series, because like a lot of like that Portland team, everybody was a star. Like Rush, they had Chi, Pip, uh, Damon Sotomayor, just like that Mm -hmm. team, Sabonis, (laughs) that team was stacked. And that's that, that Mm -hmm. LaShrep was there. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, that that team was a hard. Do you remember like sweating in that seven game series? Like, uh oh, we might it might not happen this year. Lawrence, yeah, I'll start with you. Sure. Okay. Oh, go ahead, Jules. No, go, Jules. Jules. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was sweating. I was sweating because <laughs> I I knew what we was dealing with. We was dealing with um train killers. It was looking rough, <laughs> but um. <laughs> they rough. are train killers. Yeah. It, it was looking rough, but yeah, it it was just like. Cause they had very good pieces, like you said. They had deadlift. They had, and it wasn't like super. They're probably the they deepest had, team. Yeah, yeah. They had probably like the deepest team in the role, league at the time. Exactly, yeah. solid role players that are hurt you in them like three minutes left, five minutes left, and you trying to pull up a shot and making them plays and shit like that. So, what you call? It, I remember that. That's what made like that series so special of how we was able to fight through it and, and power through it. But to answer your question, I definitely was nervous. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Lawrence. I think that that whole the two thousand like uh Western Conference playoffs was uh was very interesting because the Lakers they didn't know how to win. So even if you look at that first round series against Sacramento, they were up two oh and then blew two games in Sacramento. Like and I mean like they looked like they were on the ropes. And obviously they won game five. You look at like the next round. I mean, we we dodged San Antonio because Duncan had hurt his he had injured his meniscus, so we didn't even yeah. play the first <laughs> year. And we get to Port, we play Portland, and I you know I remember them. I mean, Shaq had like you say put together one of the greatest regular seasons ever, right? It was dominant. Mm-hmm. He was one one vote shy of being a unanimous MVP that year. Yeah, but it was that same thing of we went up three one in that series. But didn't know how to close out. We lost the game five in LA, and and then game six, Portland's at the Rose Garden, and they're fucking, you know, they're fighting for their lives. And then you get to a game seven, it's like, oh, we've dropped two straight, and Portland is the deeper team. They've got the momentum. They've got, you know, Rasheed Wallace, who, you know, one thing we couldn't really do that year or in the, the years that we won the championship, we had a tough time with power forwards. So you look at, you know, shit like that, and we're down fifteen. And, you know, it's like, oh, man, this is how the season's going to end. And you just, you know, you're, you're like, fuck, man, this is not a, this is not fun at all. And yeah. they, they fought back. And, it was, you know, I, obviously the, the most iconic thing I remember about that is the, you know, Kobe crosses up Pip, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> Brian Grant comes, I think he comes to help. And mm-hmm. then he lobs at the shack. And it's just like that right there is like the beginning of 
what we knew. Right. The new new Showtime era. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So they go to the finals, uh, beating Indiana in six. They win their first championship since '98. So, good times for the Lakers. You remember where you were watching these games? I saw where you Lawrence. I was in high school. Uh, uh, I remember watching some of the games at my friend's house, some of the other games at my grandfather's house. Uh, and I'm when the, when the Lakers uh, clinched in six, I was at my grandfather's house, and I. Remember, I was crying because I was like, damn, this has been a long <laughs> six years of being a Lakers fan. Like, hey, a long six years. Six years, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. the suffering. Oh, the, the suffering. pain. Julio, yeah. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> Same. I, I, was at my, I was at the crib, so I was just going nuts. I remember just being ecstatic, like, yo, we did it. We won the chip. Kobe got a chip. Shaq got a chip. Like, Phil. Master fulfilled, just just happy, you know what I'm saying? Just even I felt bad. I was thinking of the, on that night, I was thinking about guys like Nick and, and Eddie Jones and, and yeah. you know, just guys that that would help get us there. Cause like he said, it, it was a rough six years. Like I know as a Knicks fan, you're like, oh six years. Bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about rough, yeah. Those was rough series. Sixty you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sixty years for me. Those was yeah. rough. Those was rough, and it was painful to watch. You feel what I'm saying? Man, it's already enough being you, a New Yorker and then you're a Laker fan. <laughs> yeah. It's already a tip on your shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, good times. Yep. It even gets better the following year, 56 and 26, um, 11 and 0 in the whole playoff run. I mean, until in, in the, till the finals. That's, mm-hmm. So they dominated the fun they were about to go they were close to going undefeated mm-hmm. and then they yeah. sets up one of the biggest matchups with um the 76ers now when i look at that sixer team Allen iverson probably was the highlight of the whole nba season because mm-hmm. wins mvp he you know the the shortest guy to ever do the things he's incredible. done <laughs> incredible incredible like and he was a he was a he was an icon not only in the NBA, but to like, you know, the hip hop community and just like, he was like, he was like, I want to say the, can we say Iverson was the first player to like really be like, like hip hop embraced, you want to say? Like as far as. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, it, we look at the, the cultural influence that AI had that's what I'm about. I probably didn't use the right words, but I yeah. mean, that that right there is, you know, he made it acceptable to have uh, uh, cornrows, corn you know what I mean, and and hip hop and like all that was like, you know, you saw like ten, like five, ten years ago, dudes was wearing suits to games. AI was uh-huh. you know. <laughs> coming in fubu still to this day. AI, <laughs> AI, AI well, I think, and the best way to put it is, AI was the first because we, the culture, we loved everybody, but I think. AI was the first guy that loved us back openly. You yes, know what I'm saying? Yes, like, absolutely. We loved AI. AI loved us back. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was it was good, man. And game one is a memorable game because that was the uh game where like the only game that the Lakers lost, and AI steps over Ty, you know, Tyron Lou <laughs> in that last um in that final shot, and then um and Kobe and uh, AI, they're going back and forth, man. So it's like you think it's like, oh, this is going to be a hell of a series, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But 
Lakers, Lakers do the thing. They win again, four games to one, back-to-back really? championships, and it's big. I remember, wasn't it game four when Destiny Childs got booed at halftime? I believe so. I know they got booed. Yeah, in, uh, it's a game for, they got, they got stressed. Yeah, I remember. Was like, no, Philly, well, Philly fans overall in any sport, Philly fans suck ass. They're the, they're the worst yeah. type of people, man. They they <laughs> they boo everything. They fight for everything. They just the Philly fans are you, terrible human beings. Well, so. you also gotta realize Kobe. Kobe went to high school at Lower Merion, which is not too far yeah. from Philly, and and they're playing AI, and AI's got all the love from Philadelphia. So, yep, <laughs> you know that you know that. Fucked with Kobe a little bit as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. The following year, they go. Um, Kobe goes to the all. He wins the All Star Game MVP in Philly, mm-hmm. in Philly, and gets booed out the building mm-hmm. <laughs> after he runs. You remember watching that All Star Game? Yes, I do. Him getting booed. Yeah. It, it, I was pissed. It was cr- yeah, man. But like I said, it, it's I Philly. Thought that was Philly. Corny. I thought that was corny. I thought that was. I, yeah, it was Philly, but still, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fuck them. That's how, excuse me. They play, yeah, they play, they play anywhere else. Yeah. They play anywhere else. That doesn't happen. But Philly, they're, they're just. And it's like, and it's like, granted, I'm a Lakers fan too. So, but I'm still a Giant fan. I'm still a Met fan. So I don't yeah. really like Philly. <laughs> really, Philly at all. Yeah. They're just terrible. Uh huh. Like, absolutely. And then it go back to like the Sixers sweeping the Lakers. I don't like Philly. No part. You know, I love <laughs> AI, but. Mm-hmm. That's where it stopped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> sort of. So, like, yeah, back to back. Like, oh, well, that, um, yeah, Kobe winning the MVP, and then the playoffs. So they they end up winning fifty eight games. Um, playoffs. They sweep Portland first round, San Antonio in five, mm-hmm. and then uh, another tough Western Conference Finals against the Sacramento Kings, or as the Shaq called them, the Sacramento Queens. That yeah. was a. Tough one. Do you remember uh, watching that one? Oh, of course. I mean, I, I mean that. Uh, I have so many thoughts on that series. I mean, it was almost like the we beat them two years in a row. At this point, we got their starting point guard traded. Jason Jason Williams got traded to Vancouver <laughs> for Bibby because he couldn't guard Derry Fisher in the playoffs. Like we were just straight. He couldn't play defense <laughs> on us. And and it was like one of those Sacramento's. Like this is our year. You know, they yep. were. And uh, I remember it was my high school prom, game five. Uh, uh, yep. <laughs> we, uh, you know, obviously, big, uh, Ori hits the shot in game four. If he, if he doesn't make that shot, we go down 3-1 in that series. Um, Bibby destroyed us the whole series. And, you know, but they just, you know, obviously, once same thing like Portland. They had the way deeper team, but we just mm-hmm. had the two best players. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Nah, he, Lawrence pretty much said it, said it, said it best. Um, it was just scary. It was just like the Blazers series. You feel what I'm saying? Especially with like, damn, you know, when you got two and you trying to, you trying to go for three, and it's like, oh, you don't, you know, what's, you don't know what's gonna happen. But we like you, like Lawrence said, we got the two best players, and when you, and when you got two stars like that and a coach like Phil. You know, I don't care wrong. what they say about the refs. I don't care what they say about the refs, <laughs> man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we did our thing. The Kings is good, and that's and that's what good rivalries are made of. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Too bad they never got there. And that players. team was so no. snack. Yep, Weber, Divox, Asia. Yeah, that that yeah, team was yeah, that yeah. team. Yeah. Chris, Doug Chris. There's so many. 
so many points. Bobby Jackson, I think, Bobby too. Jackson was that right? They kept getting yeah, better. That was upsetting. They kept getting better as the series went on. So it was mm -hmm. like, oh, shit, did they finally find the right pieces? I uh, remember them, some of them Sacramento games, we just looked awful. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it was just like, you could tell the disconnect. Like, Shaq looked lost out there. Like, he <laughs> connected. But... Again, we got wasn't that when uh, Hacker Shack was a big thing around that time? It yeah, was just like, yeah, they were just like, they just like, just beat the shit out of Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah beat on them. at a guy at 7'1, 300 pounds with 1% body fat, that's that's a hard dude to stop. So they had to figure out something. And the weaknesses were the three, you know, the foul, you know, mm -hmm. at the line. Yeah, so, yeah, you just have to, like, yeah, you, that was like when Hacker Shack was running wild. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. So, but after that, that was basically it, man, because the finals, uh, they sweep the Nets, yeah. <laughs> that Jason Kidd-led um, Net team, uh, and you got the three-peat, um, and the Lakers are the last team to three-peat in professional sports. So that's a dynasty yeah. that you can mm -hmm. always look back at, you know, saying, you know, with the Bulls three-peating twice, Lord knows if Jordan didn't retire, take that gap uh -huh. during that time, but that's – that's the last team to three-peat in all the sports. So that's that that's pretty good. Um, so three-peat. So following year, 2002-2003, um, they lose to San Antonio in six. They go back, lose to San Antonio at six. One game I, that stands out to me is that game five. If you remember that series where um, Tim Duncan, um, the Lakers won this game, but like, Remember when uh, Tim Duncan hits a buzzer, like hits a shot in it in, and then Fisher mm -hmm. hits the game winner. That was you talking about point that's, three. That's the that's the year after. That's the that's the year after. So oh, two thousand three. That's what I'm talking. Two thousand two. Oh, oh, oh three. Yeah. Four. That was the year. yeah. I moved. Oh, it's oh three oh four. So yeah. So oh two oh three is when we played them in the second round and we lost in six and we lost by like yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I remember like game five. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was there was a controversial game five. It was that wasn't the Duncan uh, Fisher joint. That oh, was that game was in oh four. That's the next right? year in the second round. But uh, oh my bad. No, no, no. I saw good. No, no. You know these shits my are like bad. these shits are ingrained in my head, man. Because it's like, you know, like that. And one. I'm glad because I do so much prep, and I think, and I know what the Dude, hell I'm talking nah. about, and I don't. Even I'm doing the prep, and I don't know. <laughs> nah, you do, bro. Trust me. Everything you're saying, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember. Like you've done, you did yeah. so much, bro. But I thought it was so. I thought it was oh three oh four. So I, not man. The Spurs. The Spurs were just a better team than us that year. They were, yeah. like, you know, they had and they had guys that they had what Steve Kerr, like uh, Stephen Jackson, like guys who. And Ori was Ori was a spur then too. Ori right? Ori was not a spur. No, and no, not yet. Yeah, not, not, yet. not yet. Okay, okay. Jumping, jumping. No, no, no. That's what they had. It was David Robinson last year. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yep. Yeah. He went out with that second championship. So him, Duncan, yeah, they went out. With, yeah. Mm -hmm. You gotta realize how much, and I know Julio can attest to what I'm saying. Like, you gotta realize like how much work it goes into getting a three P. And by that last, absolutely, <laughs> just like Chicago in '98 when when uh, Indiana took them to seven, and like Utah, like they look like they could have gotten to a game seven with the Lakers, like going through Sacramento. You could tell like the the team wasn't as deep as they once were. There was no Ron Harper. There was no Glenn Rice. There was no Horace Grant. There was like certain, you know, it was a different team. Mm -hmm. So 
that following year, it's like, yo, San Antonio, after like getting beat by us in like 01 and 02, it's like they mm-hmm. were, yeah, it's like, yeah, they were ready. <laughs> and we yep. got, we got smoked by like 30 in game six. I remember that shit. We, Fisher was crying. Like the, yeah, the I remember the emotion, yeah. 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 That was where the beef started, right? Well, I mean, I like they were, they were button heads a little bit, right? Shaq and Kobe. They they butt yeah. heads day one, you know what I mean? Day one, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah. hey, they they made it work. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So so the following year that that off season first it was um well Kobe the alleged um scandal mm-hmm. um you know the the night in Colorado mm-hmm. and then um yeah that was um yeah that that case ends up you know going out the window but that off season was pretty good because you get Malone Carl Malone. And Gary Payton, so that's a big deal because you get like you have four Hall of Famers in your starting lineup. So your whole, your starting lineup is four Hall of Famers and Rick Fox. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's that's a pretty that's a pretty good combination. Were you, you excited when they yeah when you added these Hall of Famer guys? You know, potential Hall of Famer that are certified Hall of Famers. Were you excited when they got Malone and Payton? Yeah, I was excited for him. I was excited. I, I, I heard a lot of people like, yo, they old, they wash. But I was still excited because those were guys that I wanted to see get rings. You feel what I'm saying? Um, Like, I figured, like, this is what we needed a little. This was, like, before any of the big threes. This was, like, nobody ever talked about how we had to cheat because we never won the chip. But we had a, <laughs> a, a, a cheat team, in, if you will. And I, I like Gary Payton more so than Carl Malone. But I just seen Carl go through them losses. So, I always had a, a a respect level for Carl and Stockton. So I was excited to see how they would go. You know, not really thinking like, yo, the egos is crazy. How would this, yeah. <laughs> this work? A lot, but a I lot was, of horror I was really, I was really excited. I thought we was, you know, after that San Antonio loss, I felt like, all right, this is how we're going to answer San Antonio. Because, you know, you start looking at San Antonio like, damn, these guys are the threat. We thinking we so worried about Kings. And it's the Spurs <laughs> that we gotta worry about. You feel what I'm yep. saying? So that's when they got scary. So I was like, yeah, now we back. We got these all stars and so I'm excited for it. But it ended up in, and we'll get to that. But the finals was one of my worst experiences as a fan. I remember oh, so frustrated. Lawrence, you was excited for Malone and Peyton? Uh yeah, it was definitely because I mean, you know, obviously when when you win three championships in a row and then you lose in in a fashion that we did to San Antonio and and obviously it was, you know, Tim Duncan was, you know, the the key piece in that, you know, you want a power forward that can kind of, you know, at least stifle him a little bit. Now, granted, Malone was, you know, 19-year vet at that point. Yeah. But <laughs> just on name alone, I don't think we ever – we didn't see – we never saw anything like that where you have perennial Hall of Famers, guys, you know, yeah. coming together. Yeah. And they made it work financially, you know, whether it was taking mid-level exceptions and, you know, like things that you're like, whoa, like they can get money on the open market a little bit more. But um, it was such, it was I would such say a, the ring chase, they were ring chasing a bit, you know. They, oh, they of course. Well, that, yeah. Of course. Without yeah. Shots, and that's not, without a doubt. They were definitely ring chasing, but, it, you know, it, it just, even though it, you, you, a part of you is like, like you say, you're like, fuck, like we're happy. Like we got Malone and and Gary Payton, like we still had the uncertainty with Kobe that season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, with the with the case and stuff. So, so he's playing games. 
he's playing games at eight o'clock and he's fly, flying in from a court. Like he had a court date, you know what I mean? Earlier in the day. So it, the team, like Shaq was like kind of injured a little bit. Like Malone, like it, it was every, no, they never got a full chance to gel. Very injury prone season. Yeah. So they, they were never at full, uh, mm -hmm. full strength at all. Mm -mm. So um, yeah. The all-star game is in LA that year. Shaq wins the all-star game MVP. So that's, that's something. Okay, and then they, they as expected, with that team, that deep of a team, you go all the way to the finals. And Julio, I guess, talk about that finals uh, series against Detroit. Um, that And now you got to understand, so to give you my thought process of being a Jordan fan, being a, a Laker fan, that was the first, my first experience live seeing a deep team like the Kings, like the Blazers, like your Pacers actually beat the Stars. And that was so frustrating for me because I could not figure out how these four Hall of Famers are losing <laughs> to these no-names, even though they're playing hell of a squad. You feel what I'm saying? And not to, say, not to disrespect them because obviously that Pistons team is not no-names. There was an incredible yeah. team. But that was my first experience seeing, yo, having the best players don't matter. And it yeah. was just, it was, it, it was humbling. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I remember being so frustrated because I would want Kobe to rescue us with 40 points to get us out, and it wouldn't work. Shaq wouldn't work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was just every corner they had his beat, and it was like a gentleman sweep. So it was just a prolonged. I've seen sweeps that I, I that haven't had me more upset than that Piston loss. Just this, and it was the Pistons too. It was just bad business. Bad yeah. business. <laughs> Go ahead, Lawrence. What were you about to say? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I. You know, you look back on, like I said, everything from like Malone. I mean, uh, Gary Payton not being able to really uh, adjust himself to playing in the triangle that year. Fisher coming off the bench. Kobe's you know pace. The uncertainty with Shaq, you know, because it was known that, you know, Shaq was or Kobe was uh, one of them wasn't going to probably be there at the end of the year. And mm -hmm. for all of that, you know, like I said, I mean, I don't even think to be honest, I know as a Lakers fan, I shouldn't say this, but I think, you know, obviously I didn't think we were going to be San Antonio. But, you know, once again, Fisher hit, you know, that was the Duncan Fisher. And getting to the finals to me, I've never like it felt like Lakers fans, we were so arrogant because we were like the Pistons. Like we just beat, yeah, we're going to beat them. Yeah. We're going to beat them. <laughs> we just beat the Spurs. We beat the, the MVP of the league, Kevin Garnett and the Timberwolves in the Western conference. And we're like, we got this, like Detroit is nothing. And then game one, they punched us in the mouth. Like, like it was like a, a defense. Uh, and then, you know, you're like, all right, you know, you're like, whatever, man. You know, they, they we lost the game one to Philadelphia three years earlier. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's good. And game two was, you know, Kobe had to bail us out. Like hitting, you know, he hit a shot to put us in overtime. Yeah. He, you know, he had to do so much. And he had to, you know, Malone got hurt game two as well. And, I'm, you know, and now you're kind of like, well, we, we barely escaped game two. We got to go to Detroit for three. And it just kept getting worse and everything just kept unraveling. And then, you know, the defense in Detroit was just, it was like suffocating. And 
And before you knew it, you were down 3-1, and you're like, we're going to win game five because we're going to go back to L.A. and win six and seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> before you know it, you're down 20 at the half, and you're just like, man, I don't, it's over, you know? Yeah, it's really uh, looking bad. So, yeah, no no, no championship for, for, for you guys, but it, you know, it happens. <laughs> Detroit, Detroit was just that – Billups, yeah. Rashid, Rashid. I think that addition with uh, Sheed going there just put them over. That was definitely just the, like yeah, yeah. That was definitely the thing that put Detroit over the edge, man. Trading for Sheed at, at the uh, All Star break from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, and, 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 yeah. and Portland traded him to Atlanta. I think he yeah, he played game with Atlanta. one game, one game. So if anybody out there has an Atlanta Hawks Rashid Wallace jersey, it might be worth something. I, it's a rare. I know it's a rare. Shout out, but, shout out to um. Shout out to Machine. He used to keep the WCW heavyweight title. I, I, yeah, he was the one. Yeah, he and Few. Yep, he's the one. Mm-hmm. Even if they didn't win, no WCW title. <laughs> I don't think the Lakers would have did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. shout out to Sheed for doing that. So um, all right, off season 04. Um, this was uh the friction with uh Kobe and Shaq. Who do you keep? Were you guys team Kobe or team Shaq at the time? I'll start with you, uh, Lawrence. I was uh, honestly, I was Team Kobe, and I'll say, and and here's why I felt like, uh, you know, at that time, Shaq is like 31. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he you already see that the not the work like he's undeniably like probably one of the most talented big men to ever play the game. But at the same time, I mean, Kobe was, you know, maybe, what, 25? You know, he's, yeah. he's young. He's younger. And you realize that you just, unfortunately, you know, it's you wish they can stay together, but you got to go with Kobe on that one. Yep. Sure indeed. Yeah. So the same, Jules? Same. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was Kobe. I, I thought um, – I was like, Kobe just give me, like, go like what I seen in Mike, I seen in Kobe, and I felt like – I'm I'm going to bet with this guy. You feel like I'm a, I'm a guard guy anyway. You know what I mean? As much as I know centers make win so many championships and help team, I'm always a guard guy. I'm a short guy, so I'm a guard guy. Hard. <laughs> I, I I'm riding with I was riding with Kobe, man, and it just felt like that was it. You know? Yeah. It's so it, it's just like Kobe and Eddie. You don't want to pick. You really don't want to pick between Kobe and Shaq. Mm-hmm. Just have them all, you know what I mean? Gotcha. So they, they trade uh Shaq for um Lamar Odom, Brian Grant, and Karan Butler. And then it's it's a new it's 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 a new time. Um and Phil's also out. Mm-hmm. And he criticized Kobe in his book, I think. And, um yeah. that that was another one that was so like right now, do you think like Kobe's painted out to be the villain? Because it's like multiples, like between his beef with Shaq, you know, his beef with, um, you know, Phil Jackson. Well, I say beef, but you know, they, you know, no, they yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think Kobe's painted out to be the villain for a while? There was, there was. Yes. I remember Nas came out with an album, and, and Nas is dissing Kobe. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so I was like, Kobe was really painted out to be the bad guy for a minute. What do you think about? It? I think uh, Kobe definitely. I mean, his personality at you know at the time, a lot of people looked at him as like this to himself aloof type of guy. 
And I mean, you know, obviously, like I said, we're, we're still, we're, Colorado's still fresh in everyone's minds. You know, the, the quote unquote selfishness of Kobe is still in everyone's minds. Uh, the fact that, you know, Carl Malone, after, you know, he, he has time in LA, he, you know, bad mouth Kobe, you know, so it, it definitely looked like, you know, Dr. Buss, I mean, he picked the villain, but yeah, <laughs> it was the, it was I, the best choice. Yeah. Think, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that, that, but I you know in hindsight, now that we're looking back, honestly, that was the best shit that ever happened to him. The hill, the, for him to be this heel and this bad guy. Gave him an edge to his game, an edge to his spirit, edge to his competitiveness. That um, uh, just a a killer drive that just really took him. Like, yo, I'm gonna mm. even switch the number on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He switched from eight to twenty-four. Yep, it's a big deal. Yeah, I'm gonna switch. Uh, I'm gonna switch the number on you. Mm. It's a new era. Got rid of the flow. Yep, <laughs> he really did change. He yes. had a had a had a makeover, basically. Yep, and embraced so, being the villain. So mm-hmm. it was the best thing to happen to him, you know? Yeah. So it's a new team. They, they get rid of uh, Gary Payton, Rick Fox. They trade him away to Boston. Rudy Tom Donovich is now the head coach because Phil's out. But Rudy T had to resign due to um, – he had health problems. Mm-hmm. And that that was an injury uh, plague series. And they missed the playoffs. They go 34 and 48. So mm-hmm. um, the following year, Phil's come, Phil comes back. <laughs> And then they draft Andrew Bynum, and they also make a trade for Kwame Brown. <laughs> so it's like it's Kwame Brown, and um, um, and that season, the 2005-2006 season, um, was a good enough good season. But one of the most memorable nights will be on January 22nd, 2006, when uh, Kobe mm-hmm. drops 81 points mm-hmm. versus the Raptors. Do you remember watching that game? No, because it was uh, honestly it was conference championship weekend in football, and I remember watching football. But I remember, you know, everyone was talking about you know this dude dropped eighty one, and uh, you know you just watched it on Sports Center, and you were like, "Yo, <laughs> yeah." And Second, it, it, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, go, go ahead, Lawrence. Finish. I was gonna say, man, it, it you know eighty one was the culmination because there was the sixty two. Through three against Dallas, that like he was putting up numbers on the board. Like it was bound year. to happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was bound to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he was. Um, yeah, that's that was a big deal. Second highest total between Wilt Chamberlain's alleged one hundred because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. You never know. seen the film. <laughs> we don't know. He's just holding up mm-hmm. a picture with, with a piece of paper that says hundred, mm-hmm. but you know. But it was that, that was an amazing game. Uh, Julio, did you watch that game, the Kobe 81? Nah, I, I was watching the playoffs with Lawrence. Playoffs, yeah, yeah football, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> and plus, I don't think – I don't even think the game – I don't even think it was probably one of those – So we in New York, we don't get every Laker game. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I understand. I, I want to say – so it wasn't a TNT game. game. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it was like a Fox Sports. It was Fox Sports regional type of game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. So – I probably wouldn't even been able to see it, but I do remember, like he said, seeing it on Sports Center and just and being like, "Oh shit, that boy did it!" Like he right behind Wilt, like yeah, uh huh. Wow, <laughs> Jordan ain't never did that. You know what I mean? Yep. Like So it was yeah. just it was a proud moment, as you know, just anytime we do anything history making, big moments is just a wonderful feeling. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. 
Definitely, man. So, yeah, they, they go to the playoffs, lose uh, the Phoenix in seven games in the first round. So, But he, he, that had, was that. he had some iconic moments in that first round, man. Obviously, the, uh, the game, uh, was it the game four or whatever, when they go up 3-1 with the, the, the tie-in, the layup, the, the twisting layup, and then the, the Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. And, uh, that was classic. Yeah, man, I was, uh, you know, that's when you, you were like, you know, he's, I mean, first off, he's averaging 35 a game in the regular season. He's taking a team full of dudes who, you know, at the time weren't, you know, Chris Mem and the Smush Parkers. And the <laughs> Chucky, yeah. And Chucky Atkins, you know, those type of guys. And, and Kobe is willing these dudes to be a team in Phoenix that, you know, they they were 50-plus win team that year. So, um, but you know, I, but they fell apart, unfortunately. And, and, you know, you're like, all right, we missed the playoffs one year. Kobe is, you know, doing what he's doing. We're, we're going to keep growing. We're going to keep building again. So I, I, I knew Odom had potential. Odom ended up being very good there too. I like, uh, well, you know, being New Yorkers, he's been covered since high school. Probably. So yeah, I'd like, yeah, Odom, I was, you know, mm-hmm. happy for, and I was like, yeah, he ended up yeah, having a, having a solid, uh, run, run there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so um yeah they're out the first round um following year they go 42 and 40 they lose to phoenix in five that first round mm-hmm. but before that Kobe the uh, all-star game kobe wins his second mvp in the the one in vegas mm-hmm. but then uh kobe at the end of the season there's some rumblings in the front row and, and kobe uh hints on wanting to be traded and do you remember hearing about that? I remember the I remember the car lot incident where he was talking about Andrew Bynum to, for JC. He was like, ship his ass out, you know, because there was yeah. the <laughs> Andrew Bynum for Jason Kidd rumors. But then obviously I, I definitely remember the Kobe wanting to get out of L.A. You know, there was the Chicago rumors. There was Detroit rumors. There was a Clipper rumor, too, I think. Or the Clippers probably rumors. made that up. Mm-hmm. No? The Clippers were always – talking about somehow getting Kobe, whether to sign as a free agent or whatever, or get traded. But yeah, he just wanted out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, a little, little room. I think it happens with every star player and you know, there, there's, there's a yeah, bump in the road and yeah. And then they just like, oh, I can't, you know, so that was, that's, that's how that season goes. In the following years, seasons get better. You get Derek Fisher back. Interesting story, you know how he got his Utah contract with his um daughter, with his daughter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I, you, I remember at that time hearing about that story. It's like, oh man, Derek, you got to honor Utah for like Utah let him go. It's like, oh wow, that's respectable. Yeah. And Fisher for like down the line, Fisher ends up like one of the most hated guys as far as his off the court. You know, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. it's just just pretty funny. So um, the Matt Bonds. Yeah, shout out to Matt Barnes, the real one, <laughs> the realist. So yeah, you get Fisher back. Um, that season starts up with, but Bynum gets hurt. He's out for the rest of the season. He gets injured in around January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you make a good move to change, put you guys over the hump with uh, Powell Gasol, um, who you know in Memphis, you know was good. Now, now you get him. Talk to us, like when that trade went down. How did you feel? I'll start with uh, Julio first. I was hype. I remember that being on um, ESPN. Like I remember, I came back from school. I was in school. I think I was probably in college. Probably starting college. Came. It was coming back from the class, 
I turned ESPN on, and they're like, yo, we got this soul. I was like, it's <laughs> a big okay, one. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Um, I felt like that that was something different. It felt good. It felt right. It felt like, all right, this we might do something with this. I felt like we already had the right pieces and like with Gasol, it, it it felt like he wasn't a star that Kobe couldn't be him and Gasol, you know, just when I first my first instinct was like, yo, this feels good. Yeah. Um, you know? Lawrence, what about you when Gasol came? You know, I, I um I was more not so much excited about Gasol coming, but in terms of what was given up to get Paul Gasol was more like, wow, it was kind of at the time, it looked like a robbery. I mean, we talking Kwame Brown, Javaris Crittenden, <laughs> yeah. Aaron McCoy, the rights, oh, yeah. to, obviously the rights to Mark Gasol was the, you know, what ends up making the trade solid for Memphis. Yeah. You know, you, you look at it, I mean, Gasol at the time was an underachiever. He never won a playoff game, not even a series. He never won a playoff, mm, game, a playoff at game, game Yeah, at that point. He's sure. in the league for six, seven years at that point. Um, I was I was obviously happy because, you know, it, Kobe got a, a second, another star to play with them. Yeah. So I, I was like, you know, all right, you know, we'll see how it goes. Gasol's an all-star and turn out to be one of, you know, the 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 piece that obviously pushed us over the edge of the following couple of years, man. Yep. So, um, yeah, go finish 57 to 25, and that's a hell of a run. You get to the finals. Now, for the first time, you as fans witnessed Lakers-Celtics. How did that feel going in, finally witnessing this historic rivalry back again? Um, so – Okay. Oh, go ahead, Jules. No, Jules, you go. So, with my neighborhood, shout out to Broadway. Like, I was so everybody out there was going crazy. Be Wood like, Queens. Be Wood <laughs> Queens. They was going crazy because they were so hyped. To, um, so that it was like, they was like, no, the Celtics going to wash y'all. Because, you know, everybody loved them some Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Kevin Gardner. Those is like. Yeah. Solid guys, dope guys. That great guys, yeah, great guys. Yeah, like yeah. great, great. You know, like mm-hmm. that's always somebody you'd be like, yo, I mess with Paul Pierce, love Devin Garnett, love Ray Allen. So, I was getting so much. I remember that last game, and then just coming back, just everybody like I was walking because I lived in Bayside, so I had to go to back. I had to go walk through Broadway to get to my crib in Bayside. <laughs> I remember going through that's people, and everybody. <laughs> no, I had to get to the bus. Pardon me. But I remember just yeah. walking, <laughs> and everybody was like, "Yo, your team lost. Celtics washed them." Oh right man! Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like Shorty from Game of Thrones walking through the city, just did that. What I just was saying. Shame. Wow, shame, shame. shame. <laughs> that is so Fake wheelchair, man. I hate that series too. Wow, Lawrence, how did you feel about the yeah, Celtics? Uh... <laughs> Um, it's a cool, you know, it was a fun one, definitely a fun one. I, you know, honestly, I, I, out of all the the finals, I mean, this one that we lost, I mean, you know, the this one, I, I think I, I wasn't as hurt uh, as opposed to losing against Detroit, and and here's my my reasons because I felt like that Celtics team was put together perfectly in terms of veterans they had like they were deep they had guys like Cassell Tony Allen like Rondo was you know and, and they were pieced together whereas 
with the Lakers, we had Gasol coming in for half a season. Bynum was hurt. Trevor Ariza was hurt. Like, and I yeah. felt like it was, you know, it was Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce versus Kobe. And yeah. and we just weren't Gasol was mentally getting abused, physically getting abused in that finals. You could tell he was still scared a little bit. And um you know, by game six, I mean, we were down 3-2, and we were losing by, like, 30 at the half in game six. Because Kobe was calling – Kobe was getting in Gasol's ass, right? He's like, yo, what the hell are you doing, right? I mean, I think, you know, I think the moment was a little bit bigger for Gasol at that point, and I, and I feel stage like – Stage was too big. Stage was too big. He was still labeled kind of soft at that point in his career. Yeah. And yeah. it was Kevin yeah. Garnett's turn. Like, KG, like, like dominated him – mentally and physically that series so yeah <laughs> it hurt but you know i, I kind of had that feeling we just were a little undermanned at that we weren't even expected to get to the finals that year man it was san antonio was supposed to be that team again but they you know they they never yeah. demonstrated where they could go back to back yeah san, san antonio is weird because i i do consider them like a dynasty but it's a weird dynasty because they never won consecutive championships like every other year they would win, but they were always in there. It's just mm -hmm. something. It's just just a it's just a weird. Yeah, especially when they beat the Heat in 2014. I mean, they they went back to back finals against the Heat, mm -hmm. and then like you know they lose the first time, and then they get back there, and then then they they make it happen. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's Spurs. Yeah, that's Spurs. yeah, that's Spurs. weird. <laughs> yep. Hmm. So move on to the 0809 season. They go 65 and 17. So. Mm -hmm. um, uh, All-Star Game MVP, Shaq and Kobe team up together again in the West, and they win co-MVPs in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So they're back together having fun in this, you know, an exhibition. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, February, um, Kobe drops 61 at the Garden. Mm -hmm. And that that's a big deal. Do you remember since that was um in our backyard? I still trying to remember was I at that game or not. <laughs> I want to say so bad I was, but I was like I don't think I was because you know like I you know I had like next season tickets back in the day, but I didn't have them then. But I still got the games, and I want to say I was at that game, but I I can't remember. But it was I remember that I remember when Kobe came. I remember like people just like basically cheering for Kobe mm -hmm. and talk about like, just like the garden appeal when any visiting player comes, it's like a shelter. That's why I heard as a Nick fan is like, why don't you just come play here? You play mm -hmm. in the garden every single night of your career. <laughs> and they'd be like, nah, <laughs> but um, do you remember watching that game since it was, you know, locally in our, back, our backyard? I, uh, I actually uh, run that time. I was living in Rochester, New York. So, um, you know, but I obviously still anytime you know Lakers play the Knicks, you know, you tune in. And um it was just, you know, cold that that's like players give their, their best efforts at the garden because of the, the historical legacy that builds it. Ah, and it, <laughs> I'm sorry, that just bothers me so mm -hmm. much. <laughs> <'Cause>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody comes in, they don't want to stay here. They love to visit. Mm -mm. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that was that was uh Jules with you. Were you around watching that game or you um, Yeah, I remember watching that game. It was just flawless effort, man. It was just really one of those moments. You you know when you watch one of them games, you can you can tell by the like three minutes left in the first quarter, you watching something special. You can just tell when somebody mm -hmm. got it, 
he mm-hmm. had it. It was like, and you know, it, and it's back to those certain moments. Every 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 great player needs that moment in the garden. You know what I'm saying? LeBron wasn't enough for him, so he needed to have that. And I love even when Melo had 62. I, I one of my favorite memes is Melo taking a fit and it's Kobe. I do remember that one. That that whole year, basically, um, um, go to the yeah playoffs. Utah in five, Houston in seven, Denver in six, and then you get to the finals in Orlando. Orlando in five, win the championship. Kobe wins his first NBA Finals MVP. Mm -hmm. That's more. So that's the fourth championship you witness as fans, and then you guys are on top of the world <laughs> that one felt good too that one yeah. feels i love that one I, these two i love the most even though it's the three feet i love these two the most because i stood with kobe and he got it on his own went through yeah. the pain and that's the big one yeah that's the big one it's like he couldn't do it without Shaq or couldn't do it without that mm-hmm. leader, and he did it and after Shaq got his with the heat the pressure was on so this was I love these two the most. I love these two the most. I really yep. love these two the following, most. Following year they get better. They get around they get Ron Artas who changes his name to Metal World. Wait, Speed. not to not to not to cut you off, but I just wanna this is my favorite Laker team because being a Queens Laker fan, I used to always get messed. But we had two Queens, Artes and Odom. Yep, so, that's, that's so true. <laughs> it was like this is the Queens Lakers for me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's that's whenever your whole time. Yeah, no, I, I mm-hmm. that's 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 definitely the way I would have saw it. But um, yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah, so Meta goes there. Um, remember the first uh first uh round they uh, beat OKC C and six, but that's when uh Meta elbows the hell out of Jordan. And it's not he didn't do it intentionally. He was excited, and then wow, <laughs> just. <laughs> I still think he did intentionally, but uh, you know that's that's neither here nor there. That's ten years ago, man. You know? Well, is a hell of an actor. Did you see a Showtime documentary? No, I haven't. Classic. Oh, it's you watch it, right? It. It's fire because it. it breaks down. It. it breaks down everything. Just everything, even like you know, as me and you, Julio, are Queens kids, the same day started, like how he grew up in Queensbridge. Mm-hmm. What yeah. he used to play with Capone's dad or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> It was, and it was just great. seeing the radius of just everybody that was in Queensbridge at that time was just like they showed the map. Queensbridge has like, like all of it. They, like, you got yeah. Nas, you got Ron Artest. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of guys come out that project. It, 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 it's, it's amazing, man. I, I, I think I should move there and raise my son in Queensbridge. It'll be something. <laughs> 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 but that, yeah, that was, that's how it is. Well, yeah, OKC in six, um, Sweet Utah. Uh, conference finals, Phoenix in six, then Boston again. So the robbery yeah. continues, man. And yeah. that was all yeah. seven games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lawrence, talk to me about those full seven games and how, like, that series, especially the rivalries back. Uh, I think, obviously, I think the thing that stuck out to me the most about that series was how Powell uh, changed, how he morphed. In, in a two-year stretch, whereas you look at the 08 finals against KG, and you could tell that he was, like, he was outmatched, outclassed. But mm-hmm. two years later, like, he was, like, giving it to KG and all and those guys. 
right back. And I, I felt like that was like the big difference in that series. You know, um, our test, obviously, you know, having our test versus Ariza, you know, we had our Ariza in 09. We had our test the following year. Our test gave us a little bit more toughness as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> You know, it was, it was, I think that to me, honestly, I, I love the 09 finals because, you know, it was Kobe's first one without Shaq. But I feel like 2010 is something like it was like the, from the finals to he had a, he had a game uh, against Phoenix in game six in the conference finals with Kobe, the degree of difficulty on some of those shots he made. And he, uh, he hit one child on the baseline in front of uh, the Suns coach, Alvin Gentry. And I remember he slapped Gentry on the butt, like tapped him real quick. And like <laughs> Alvin Gentry started laughing, like, yo, man, you about to eliminate me, but fuck, so good, man. You're great. Uh, <laughs> so. was, man, that was that was a good one. And Jules, like you said, like, you know, uh Meta finally holding up the trophy. He was yeah. like basically the character of the whole team. Cause I remember um him being like doing interviews, like, I'd like to thank my therapist. <laughs> And it it was what made that so special was because it was the year before and he was the Rockets and he was just giving Kobe such a hard time. And he was like just so in his face. Uh And like they said in the documentary, when he lost, he called Kobe. He called him. Yeah, I remember. He's like, yo, can I get down? Can I get down? You know what I'm saying? So just to see how that evolved and then for him to get there and then be there with Lamar and then you can see that. It felt kind of like when Rodman came to the Bulls, it was like mm-hmm. that kind of feeling, though, know, just for that, like that one, it wasn't like a three people, it was just that one season. We won the chip with our test. It felt like it just was that energy. It was just what was needed. It was just a it factor that he brought. It mm-hmm. just felt like that game seven where he made them big shots. It was only fucking right redemption. Like, mm-hmm. like and that's what those two championships are both stories of redemption for all the players involved. The Saul, Artest, Odom. Those are redemption mm-hmm. titles. That's why I love them more than anything. And for Phil, too, to be like, yo, I did it again. You know what I mean? Like, And you didn't hear the, the bad mouth in the, uh, about Kobe anymore. Like, Kobe, like, his, his slate was kind of clean after that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You really mm-hmm. didn't hear too much anybody, like, saying anything bad. It's like, you know, like, right. after – go ahead, Lawrence. I'm sorry. I was going to say, yeah, I think uh, in 2010, when he won that second championship, I think if you hated him, you still had to respect him. But the NBA had a new villain in town. His name was LeBron James. You know, yeah. I mean? <laughs> yep. yes, after, after him going to Miami, he took the heat off Kobe. He took, took the heat <laughs> off Kobe. Yeah. Like nobody yeah. thinking about me like that Chris mm-hmm. Rock bit. <laughs> nobody <laughs> thinking about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, so. and like the villain man, ask, ask Isaiah Thomas, ask LeBron. Ask Kobe. Villain ain't that bad, man. Yeah, really isn't. Yep. <laughs> really isn't. So, yeah, so that was a good one. Following year, uh, not as good. Uh, Kobe wins uh, their fourth um, All-Star Game MVP in L.A. J- at the Staples. J.J. Barrera, you flat. Yeah. They swept by Dallas. Yeah, yeah. J.J. was a bad man. One of those little dirty pesky dudes. Mm-hmm. Yep. They get swept by Dallas and um Lamar Odom wins the sixth man. And then um Phil Jackson doesn't he decides he's he's done. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yeah. coach again. 
he comes over to New York to uh, sabotage the Knicks. <laughs> so, Sorry about that. that thanks, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that. That hurt, too. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So um, following year, 2011-2012, Mike Brown, formerly from uh, Cleveland, takes over. Strikes mm -hmm. short and secret. Yep. Um, they trade Odom. Then they trade Derek Fisher. Get to the playoffs. Uh, they beat Denver in seven, but they lose the and uh, to OKC in five. That's the Thunder team with Durant, Harden, and Westbrook that goes to the finals mm -hmm. and don't pull it off. The following year gets interesting because now you get uh, you get to do a sign and trade for Steve Nash in the off season, and you get Dwight Howard. <laughs> Trade for that. So when you look at that lineup, that's another like kind of like that 04 Lakers team. You get four like your roster is four, you know, either bona fide all star to Hall of Fame players in Nash, Meta, Gasol, Kobe, and Howard. That's a, on paper. That team is like, oh, yeah, give them another championship right away. Well, what do you, I think, how do you feel about season? Yeah. I think there's a couple things that we got to look into in regards to that. Like Nash was, you know, I, I think the team would have obviously been a lot better, but Nash hurt himself really early in that season. But the mm -hmm. other thing I want to say is I don't even think we would have had – we would have been a, a much better team if it wasn't for basketball reasons, you know. And basketball reasons, obviously, is the Chris Paul deal that was should have – taking place yes like a year, yes that, that a year that, and a half that got shut down yeah and you know we don't we're not even in the hunt for steve nash if we have cp3 and, and you know imagine different a story yeah different story man so if we got if we have chris paul kobe and then we figure out you know how to get dwight howard you know now maybe the 2012 you know 13 nba finals isn't san antonio uh, uh, heat, it's Lakers heat because I mean, we would have that's been what I thought. That's it. what going in, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I at that point, I mean, it was more so. I think we quote unquote Kobe was supposedly chasing the ghost of Michael Jordan trying to get the sixth ring, which was uh, but you know, it was uh, 2012 13 was a tough season because Kobe tears his Achilles that year, man. So, yeah, that that whole squad Nash only played 50 games. Mm -hmm. and, and Kobe was, yeah, injury riddle. I know Dwight Howard, that's probably that his only year there, and he, he, he hated it. <laughs> it was just, they were beefing. Dwight Howard's numbers weren't as great, and it was mm -hmm. just like, and it showed. Mike Brown got fired after five games. Mm -hmm. Then Bickerstaff takes over, like, five games, goes four and one. Then D'Antonio takes over for the rest of the year. But mm -hmm. it was just a terrible, terrible season. And they get swept um, first round by San Antonio. Mm -hmm. Like that same year, Kobe um, also passes uh, Will Chamberlain to become the fourth all-time leading scorer in the league. Mm -hmm. So that's 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 uh, disappointing. The year after the 13-14 season is even worse because Kobe injured like what the first game he plays what uh, six games that year, mm -hmm. six games, and um, and Nash only plays fifteen. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So that's another team that, like, uh, and you as Lakers fans seen the success. Now it's going back to the days with Eddie Jones and Dan Exel, where it's like, oh, man, you know, it's, well, even worse than that. <laughs> you guys get worse. Yeah, even worse than that. So you guys are like, oh, my goodness, like, 
I guess from a fan perspective, it's kind of tough, right? Oh, I'll let Julio. That, that was the Laker that when Kobe was going all them when going all that all them games. That was the first time I ever went to a Laker game. And he wasn't there. Yep, you talked about it. yeah. It's like you got him in the next game. So, you finally get to see your guy, <laughs> yeah, live and in the so, flesh. Yeah. And I never got to see him live, man. Never got to see him there. That yeah, that's that that sucks. So yeah, yeah. Kobe. Um, yeah, Kobe only six games. Nash fifteen. D'Antoni's out, man. Uh, the following season, Byron Scott gets hired. Um, um, Julius Randle, uh, your first round pick. Um, gets hurt his first game. <laughs> Another Kobe injured riddle season. He only plays 35. Another just missing the playoffs. Year after that, 2015, 2016, um, you get this good thing. You get the second pick with D'Angelo Russell. Are you excited with the Russell um, coming in? I was hyped. I remember uh, he was in um, Ohio State, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep, with Ohio him and Greg Oden, yep. Yeah, no, I remember being very hyped for D'Angelo Russell. I was really like, yo, I can't wait for him to um go crazy. I'm like, this is perfect. Like, this is this is good for Agent Kobe. Mm-hmm. But that boy went to, you know, that boy did what he did. Yeah, yeah, snitching. <laughs> And then yeah, just snitching out here, and then like yeah. So um, and that but the thing is that's Kobe's last season. Mm-hmm. Um, last season he's uh one of the few to go out like you know like maybe like a Derek Jeter like honored that whole series season or Mariano mm-hmm. Rivera just honored that whole season. Even the Staples Center they put on the on the floor um both his numbers eight and twenty four mm-hmm. on the floor for most of that season. That's fun. A story I had that's um, I went to I actually went out there um, when the Knicks were out there and saw um, Kobe play. So that was that was um, that was a fun moment for me to see Kobe's last game. And the Knicks won that game. <laughs> I was like, that was maybe because I saw Jose Calderon hit the um, um, he hit the game winner. For that for yeah, us. I bullshit. Yeah, because my I'm lucky for me. And like my wife has a uh, a longtime friend that works for the Lakers, so I've been out there a few times because of because of her. And the seats were like really really good, man. So I like yeah, my experience of, like state like the Garden is a great place to watch a game, but Staples Center is right behind it. It's, mm-hmm. it's I, I hope you guys one day will get to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's it's mm-hmm. a, it's an experience because the, the the pageantry of the Lakers and the and the, and the history. I like the like the PA announcer, very monotone. If you hear, it's like he, he doesn't mm-hmm. go Kobe Bryant. He goes Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like it's just a different. It's a it's a very traditional vibe. The way that like just you there's a like like you feel at the Garden, the same way you feel or at Staples Center, and, mm-hmm. and it's 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 very it's it's it, it's dope. So one day, yeah, like you know, you guys will experience it, and, and mark my word, even now it, it's it's an awesome moment. Um, experience so like um yeah, soon come. yeah so yeah kobe's last season well celebrated uh how did you feel seeing kobe go his last season even though you know it wasn't the best but it was still you know <laughs> this is the end of an era i was just happy that they kept that he made it through the season i wasn't you know based on the fact that the last few seasons he wasn't like he was playing you know 30 games six games 
you know, I was just like, keep, keep him pieced together so he can make it to the final game of the season, which, you know, I feel like he totally deserved. So, yeah, that uh, final game against Utah was heavily televised, too. It was just a big deal. Well, that was interesting because Golden State was going for the, the record of 73 yeah. wins. And, yes. And the Lakers was playing Kobe's final game. So that was a had, big debate. What do you watch? Do you mm -hmm. watch the, the – as a Laker fan, I know what you're going to pick. Oh, but yeah. Me from the outside looking in, do I watch Golden State make history or do I watch uh Kobe in his final game? And I I rather watch Kobe in his final game. I I, I think mm -hmm. because that's an end of an era, a legendary player. Golden State was still like, oh, they could probably do this again. So it wasn't it, it mm -hmm. wasn't it didn't I didn't I cared more about Kobe because that's the last time you'll ever see Kobe. It's not mm -hmm. the last time you'll see that Golden State Warrior team. So right. yeah. So that was that I remember that was that was a big deal. So following year 16, 17, they hired Luke Walton after having success while Steve Kerr was out. Um, when he was coaching Luke Walton, they hired Luke Walton, get the second pick with Brandon Ingham. Um, yeah. How did you feel go about in that? I'll start with Julio. How did you feel going in with Luke Walton and uh, Brandon Ingram as the pick? I knew, I knew he was rebuilding. So I like I like uh, Brandon. I thought it was a nice pick. I like Luke Walton being it was just young. It felt like young energy. Um, even then, I was hoping Lonzo because that's even when the Lonzo train was starting to get rolling. Like mm -hmm. so that that young that young team, I was really because I didn't been through. Uh, even though it was a short rebuilding process, you know, this is like a real like this is my first experience with like rebuilding, rebuilding. Like we don't yeah. Have <laughs> We yeah. even have a Nick Van Exel, you know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Yeah. Another so, sad thing that happened that year they fired like, um they fired um Cupcheck after all yeah. those years. So, yeah, um, well, you know, I mean, that that uh, that time is, you know, you know, it's, I'm not sure if Doctor Bus had passed away at this point, but yeah, uh, he played, yeah, he did. He, like saying, before that, yeah. You know, so you got like Dr. Jerry Buss is no longer there. You know, there's infighting between his son and you know, and and Jeannie. Like, you know, you have well, Kobe's no longer. And Jeannie there. was still with Phil at the time, right? Uh, that I'm not sure. I'm not sure of their yeah. relationship timeline, but yeah, we, you know, there was so much. You know, Kobe wasn't there anymore. It wasn't. It was a young team. Um, you knew it was going to be a rebuilding process. You just hoped that the rebuild wasn't like a a Celtics or a Pistons rebuild where it, it took, you know, it took 15 years, you know, so. Yeah. Because the following year they draft Lonzo. I, I got hype with Lonzo. I do like Lonzo. I just, you know, he's just his dad, you know what I'm saying? A bit mm -hmm. extra, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that probably what makes Lonzo look bad and it probably in his head, like, is a distraction. But, um, when you get Lonzo, I'm like, I, I compare Lonzo to like, you know, maybe a Jason Kidd just like mm -hmm. Jason, Jason Kidd with hops, basically Jason Kidd with bungees. This mm -hmm. can like just like good. I remember, I remember when they did come to the garden, and I did see Lonzo, and I remember that was a fun look, game. Yeah. yeah, and Lonzo, I think had a trip. He was close to a triple double, or he had a triple double caught an alley oop, and um, Levar Ball comes out at halftime, and everybody and their mother is swarming for uh, to get a piece of Levar. So that's it's. it's that that ball status was crazy, man. It was mm -hmm. it, but like yeah, you know, but you got Lonzo, and then you get Kuzma too. 
And so Kuzar, he had a great like, yeah, it's like he's he's he was good, man. He still is like, yeah, potentially to be good. Yeah. So it brings you back to like when you see that those those young teams, like you said, it brings you back to oh man, like the Nick Van Exels, the Eddie Joneses, the the you know the Eldon Campbells, the L three, like the yeah. uh, this team. <laughs> it, obviously, there's they, they the expectations are extremely low, but yeah. they're fun young group of kids to watch. And That's the how potential is there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. so a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yep. So it even gets better. Uh, 18, uh, 2018, um, all season size LeBron. LeBron is up in hey. Cleveland. You knew, you knew, you knew it was gonna happen. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it was just a, you know, it's a matter of time. When, he, when it, like, you know, he was talking about, I guess, um, well, he lived in LA. Mm-hmm. His son went to school there, so you knew the Lakers were definitely going to get him. So. Um, when you heard that, um, Lawrence, how'd you feel? Like that was that was a big deal, of course. Like, oh, of getting course. Hammered. I think get, just getting LeBron James automatically turns your team into a uh, an instant contender, and it obviously sped up the rebuilding process by five six years easily. Hey, easily. <laughs> so you get yeah, you get LeBron. First season's kind of weird though. It's kind of like you know, it, it's weird to see LeBron go to a team and not have a chance. So I guess LeBron with this mesh of young guys like with Ball and Kuzma mm-hmm. and Ingram just didn't just didn't work out. And LeBron what he um what he stops playing after March or something like that. He just mm-hmm. like like just sits out for the rest of the year. Well remember they they, <laughs> they played a Christmas day game at Golden State and LeBron hurts himself but they are cooking Golden State. Cooking him. Cooking Golden State. And um, yeah, they are they are beating Golden State, but he hurt his groin, I believe. Or and I think that's obviously that's what you know. I think they would have made the playoffs. They would have figured out a way to make the playoffs. Yeah, he, like that team. I feel like we would have won them. We would have we would have definitely. I was looking forward to seeing the Warriors again because we cooked them. LeBron got hurt and we still won. Mm-hmm. And what's funny, you got to think the wear and tear, just like some of the um, go crazy and leading them. Yeah, you got to think about the wear and tear, like with like, for example, with Kobe playing all his life, playing basketball mm-hmm. from high school straight into the pros, and most of the time going deep, deep into the playoffs and mm-hmm. winning, and not to mention the Olympics because he mm-hmm. always played in the Olympics. So like the wear and tear and the durability of a guy to play that long is pretty impressive. Same with LeBron going deep. Mm-hmm. Remember that that's he's coming off of what eight straight. Finals appearances. Mm-hmm. So you got to think of all the mileage. And remember, those Cleveland teams, those last couple of years were hobbling in. Mm-hmm. He was the only team. And you see on paper, those teams are like pretty, pretty like other than LeBron, those teams are pretty, you know, for finals teams, they're not stacked up. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of wear and tear. So, you know, when you look at it, he did like he deserves to recuperate, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. So um, that that um, after that 2019 season, Magic also steps down as uh, president of basketball operations. Mm-hmm. And then so there was like inside, like maybe he had a beef with Magic. I don't know. It's I don't think it was, but like you know, it's just a lot of rumors. So you know, that was another thing. So um, the all season 2019, Frank they hired Frank Vogel, and then this would put some over the. Um, the trade for Anthony Davis. They trade. They trade the young guys. 
which was rumored that 2019 season too. Remember, they they were like, I think a lot of players were pissed at LeBron because he wanted him out. <laughs> well, that hurt that hurts the morale of any team, and when you're dealing with young players and and LeBron's track record of you know making having his team shuffle midseason, it blew up the if it messed up the chemistry of that team because no one trusted LeBron at that point. That's true. So mm-hmm. that was yeah, that was a tough one. So um yeah, it was like yeah, nobody lived trusted LeBron. But draft day, which is important, you got um well not draft, but the, the Anthony Davis trade. You trade the fourth overall pick. You get mm-hmm. um they get Ingram, Ball, and Josh Hart, instant contenders for the following season. So there you go. You know, mm-hmm. and it and it starts off. You know, it's it. You know, now we're in present time. You know, season starts off like you, the Lakers were the best team before this, you know, before the season abruptly ended. So, um, you know, and 2020, bottom line, it sucks. January 26th, Kobe Bryant dies tragically in a helicopter crash. Um, we'll all remember like moments like where were you during 9-11 or where were you during the OJ trial? or, you know, just monumental moments. So, Jules, I'm going to ask you first, where were you when you found out the news that Kobe died? Yeah, I'm going to pin it to Lawrence first. Um, where were you when um, Kobe died? Uh, coming back from the grocery store, and, I, um, you know, I saw, uh, you know, I, it was it was a, a sneaker uh, Twitter uh, that I followed, but I get phone notifications, and the tweet said, oh, my God, please let this not be true. And I didn't know what it was, so I clicked on it because I was like, that's insane. And then it led me to uh, a TMZ article, and I saw it, and I, I just uh, I cried. I broke down, bro, And because I, I believed it immediately. I was like, son just tells me this is, like, legit. And then my boy started texting me, and you start getting these texts. And, Text, yeah. And, um, and then, you know, like a little bit later, you know, you – uh, I forgot Woj, Woj uh, confirmed it. I saw the yeah. Woj tweet and um, just one of those Sundays that you'll never forget. You cry and you just you just don't want to do anything all day, man. You know? All right, Julio, where were you when um, you heard the news about Kobe's passing? So it was already a bad weekend. My man, a year ago, piece of my man, Jack, one of my best friends in the whole wide world, bro, lost him tragically. He was sad because it was the year it was a year anniversary since he passed. I was already feeling down, but it was ironic because I was on Twitter and I was looking at somebody posted the Kobe and and uh Kanye. But then I got a text on my phone and it was like, Yo, you heard about Kobe? I'm like, What? And then my it was my man is low. Low Vega hit me up. He was like, Kobe. What you talking about? He's like I said, well, right, whatever. I go to Twitter. Ironically, the first thing I see when I open the Twitter is the commercial because it's the last thing I watch. And I'm going through Twitter. I'm not believing it. I go to ESPN. I'm not seeing nothing. I go to CNN. I'm not seeing nothing. But they're talking about a crash happening. So I'm like, I couldn't believe it. So then. I started getting calls. This is a situation like people call me like my family died when COVID. I was getting called, flooded, flooded, flooded. I went to go get some roll. I'm stressed. I'm on the bus, and then I seen that the, the Spurs Popovich did that second tribute. 
that's when I got emotional, started crying on the bus. And then yeah. I was still good. It was I was shocked. And then it was that first game, and they did the tribute in L.A. And I remember just being there with my daughter watching it and crying. My mother had to console me. It was just that. Because that's when it felt real. You know what I mean? It's still yeah. surreal, though. Yeah, the impact Kobe had is just like like amazing. It's just all like like you said before, redemption with Kobe. It was um mm -hmm. Derek like a career where he did so much stuff, like he was starting to build a brand. He won an Oscar, you know what I'm saying? For yeah, the short yeah, film. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he was building a brand off the court and just the stories you hear about Kobe just being so disciplined and, mm -hmm. and just excelling to get you you could tell he had a, a Michael Jordan influence. Oh totally. But it just like just post basketball he was just like just trying to excel in every in everything <laughs> in everything he could possibly get his hands on and mm -hmm. it's pretty amazing to uh pretty amazing to see so it's it's one of those days you know i'll never forget i mean and, and another thing with his daughter too it's like you know it's like you know not only that but his daughter you know who is uh i think was committed to going to yukon so i think mm -hmm. yukon did something for Gigi. I mean, um, they had the private funeral held, you know, February 7th, and they mm -hmm. had a public memorial at Staples, which was big. I mean, you see all these guys just come in the support, like, you know, speeches from Shaq and and mm -hmm. Michael and Magic. And not only that, the like, like the LA all together, because he belonged to that city. You know what I'm saying? Played mm -hmm. it all his life there. So he's like Hollywood people like Jimmy Kimmel and stuff like that. It's pretty. Like, you know, just, just to be honored. And then the All-Star game comes up. That's a big one because, you know, four MVPs in the All-Star game. A nice yesterday. Um, Team LeBron wears number two for Gigi, and they wear number 24 for Kobe. So that was a, just – and they and they renamed the award. The, the MVP award is now the Kobe Bryant Award. So mm -hmm. that's, um, that's very special too. So, um, yeah. He, it's a tough one, but um, yeah, 2020, like I said, once like I said, once Kobe died, it just seemed every the whole year just Everything downhill, man. Downhill, yeah, Kobe just downhill, man. Yeah, it's rough, man. That's so, why um, be able to start this up the okay, yeah, when this trip for Kobe, yeah, man. So, um, guys, it's been fun, man. Um, so well, well, now, now, um uh probably the end of the year the nba season might start so that might be another championship for the, you guys are you excited if, if if it does go down if they can bring i mean hopefully you know we, we bring basketball back safely for the players the you know everyone involved and of course i mean who wouldn't love another championship man we'll um but you know let's get to this let's get to resuming the season first before i even think yeah. about that. <laughs> That's true. You never know because everybody, it's a clean slate. Everybody, you know, like a lot of these guys have, you know, you know, courts in their backyard, but you don't know, you know what I'm saying? Know. It could be definitely a mystery team can win. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's definitely interesting guys. I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It was a long, you know, it was a good one. <laughs> definitely a good one. Um, you know, the Lakers, all the history, there's a lot to talk about, you know, there's mm -hmm. probably stuff we didn't even touch. That you know, but I, I figured we covered your timeline, mm -hmm. you guys as fans. You guys are happy most of the time, so that's good. <laughs> All right, uh, Lawrence, quick, anything you want to plug? 
Oh, uh, just listen to some podcasts, and uh, and that's it, man. All right, uh, Julio. Anything you want to plug, bro? Follow me, Heartbreak Julio, on everything. Don't try this at home radio podcast. I gotta shout out my guys because it's not just me. There's a lot more harder Laker fans. Shout out my guys, Ray. Shout out my nigga Corey Scott. Shout out my boy Mike Z. Shout out my boy Christian. It's a whole crew. It's a things I forget. It's a whole crew. Shout out my man Verge. It's a lot of us Laker fans out representing in New York. Love to Lawrence. It, yo, it's a beautiful thing. Just show us love. We got music. I got out right now. Just rock. I got joints coming, bro. Show me up. Salute. Dottie Mac, you know, before you Johnny Square Garden. So, <laughs> all right. Yo, thank you guys for coming on. This was fun, man. I appreciate you guys. And, um, yeah. Sure. Well, hey, well, hopefully, we'll be back watching ball again, man. There you go. All right, man. Take care. Thanks, man. Peace, man. All right, that was um, Lawrence Loach, Heartbreak Julio. Um, fun show, guys. Um, thank you for riding with us again. Tune in for the next one. Hope you like it. Stay safe out there and love each other. All right.